the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the Gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Give you my heart. 
The songs that we sing, they are very powerful. Hallelujah. The songs that we sing, they are very, very powerful. My only problem is whether we understand the words. Hallelujah. Because they are very powerful songs. Just to be in your presence, I give up my everything. It's a very powerful thing. So when you sing a song like that and you cannot give up your time for rehearsal, or you cannot give your time for church, then it makes you wonder whether you understand what you are singing. Hallelujah. Because you say, just to be in your presence, I give up my everything. And this is his presence. So when you sing a song like that, it means that on Tuesday you'll be in church. It means on Friday you'll be in church. It means on Sunday you'll be at both services. Because you are saying that just to be in your presence, I give up my everything. So when you say, I can't come because I have to do A, B, C, and D, then the song you are singing is not true. I hear what I'm saying. So we must mean what we sing. Amen. That's a very powerful spiritual song. So let us serve God in spirit and in truth. Amen. Wonderful. Come, let me pray over the offering. Pray that I fulfill it. Hallelujah. Because a lot of people receive their ministry, but they don't fulfill it. But may you be different. May you fulfill your ministry. I say, may you fulfill your ministry. Well, I'm happy to be with you again. <laughs> Wonderful. Last week, we were away with the bishop. We went to Manila. And I can tell you that the Bible is true. I said the Bible is what? And miracles are not things of the past. If anybody told you that miracles used to happen in the Bible days and they don't happen again, they are a liar. Miracles are still present. Miracles are still happening. Hallelujah. I was with a bishop. In fact, I went with my wife, so I'm sure we were with a bishop. And the miracles that we saw it's like you are drinking water. Miracles left, right, and center. Name every miracle. Cancer, tumors dissolving. One lady had a thyroid. Okay, thyroid. You can feel the swelling here. As she was ministering, just like the days of Jesus Christ, simple preaching and praying, the thing visibly disappeared. You can see the swelling going down. Hallelujah. Yeah. Miracles are real. And the most fantastic miracle, I think it's fantastic because of the way, way it happened, was a 97-year-old woman. If you can have the picture. 97-year-old woman who is known in the church. You know, like the miracle of James and John at the beautiful gate. It's called, you see, these are notable miracles. Because this woman is known in the church. She's in the church. Her, her, her daughter is in the church. Her grand, great grandchildren are all in the church. She's 95. And she cannot hear for the past 12 years. 
Okay? And if you have a 95, even a 95 year old who can hear, look at how stubborn they are. Let alone 95 who cannot hear for 12 years. So she was basically a headache for the ashes. The ashes could not instruct her. Sit here, you see her walking around. And somehow, just by the grace of God, when Bishop finished preaching, suddenly years from this old lady, 95, suddenly she can hear. If you look at the picture, that's the woman. And that's her daughter, the one here. Is a grandmother. Okay? And that is the pastor of the church. David, okay? David Samuel. And that lady is a doctor who confirmed it. And that is Bishop Dakin, Lord Mills himself, just excited. And that is me also standing there as a doctor too. Two physicians will confirm. In fact, it was the whole church went into jubilation. Because it's not like somebody who we don't know. This is somebody, you know, some miracles you don't know whether the person we don't know the person or whether it is true or not. But this one we live with a woman in the church. It was such a spectacular miracle that the people were just excited. Are you hearing me? So as we left. And I was thinking about it. The word that came to me that no one is too late for a miracle. I said, you are not too late for a miracle. You are not too late for a miracle. So don't let anybody tell you that your time is over. Tell your neighbor, my time is not over. Say, I am not finished yet. Say, if a 95-year-old can get a miracle, tell the person, if a 95-year-old can get a miracle, then I'm not too old for a miracle. I tell you, I tell you, this shows that God is still in the business of doing miracles. 95 years old. And I think the, the excitement was more with the, she herself, she couldn't care. I mean, 95, whether you hear or hear, you don't really care. You could see that the woman herself, she doesn't care. She's just happy that she can hear. But I think the people who were more happy were the daughter and the ashes and the pastors, you know? It was such a spectacular miracle. Hallelujah. So what I want to share is that miracles are still happening. And it's time you believe God for a miracle. I say it's time you believe God for a miracle. I say it's time you... You see, don't let the Western world deceive that miracles don't happen. Miracles are still alive. And miracles are still happening. And look, what, no matter what anybody says, technology, development, computers, gadgets, you still need a miracle. There are certain problems in life. No technology can solve it. No computer can solve it. No money can... Money. If money can solve your problem, then think of Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs had... A pancreatic CA, one of the most deadly cancers. Okay? Even the operation to cure it is not easy. Whipple's operation. It's called Whipple's. Very few centers do it. 
I mean, you ask yourself, what doctor couldn't Steve Jobs pay? Steve Jobs could have built a hospital and employ everybody for that particular disease. So, so it's not a problem of money. Sometimes you simply need the hand of God. Yeah. That is why you must believe God. Look, a 95-year-old who cannot hear, no doctor will bother to cure you. Do you think if a 95-year-old comes to a doctor and says, I can't hear, the doctor will bother? They will tell you, just live with it. <laughs> Even young people cannot hear, 95, you have heard enough. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Because she, she started losing her year at the age of 80. 12 years, so that's what. I mean, you have heard enough until 83, you can't hear again. They will tell you, please, you have heard enough, shut up. But God in his message just did something for all of us to laugh. So I believe in miracles. I said, I believe in miracles. And you must believe in miracles. A church is not a lecture. It's not a seminar. This is the house of God. And in the house of God, there are miracles. I say, in the house of God, there are miracles. May you receive a miracle. May what is impossible to man be possible for you. May what people have said cannot happen, happen to you. What people have written you off, may Jehovah bring you in. I say, if man has put you out, may God bring you in. I believe in miracles. Look. I was with him ministering and I was behind him okay pouring the oil on the people and I said to myself that if anybody says miracles don't happen they are deceived what when the thing finished I beg when the thing finished I said ah, I must be anointed I cannot be such, so close to anointing and be zero some oil must be upon me <laughs> and I believe I'm anointed I said I believe I'm anointed I believe some oil is upon me. So get ready for miracles. I say, get ready for miracles. Yeah, as a man. Hallelujah. So you get ready. I've been, we will, we'll be starting our miracle, turning point and miracle service very soon. I say, we'll be starting our turning point and miracle service very soon. We will prove to the city of New York that miracles still happen. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? Yeah. We'll tell the people that you don't need to take an antidepressant. The Holy Ghost can heal you. No more antidepressants. The Holy Ghost will heal. Amen. Look, God heals for so many reasons. So you let's move on. Hallelujah. We are still talking about Lycos. Do you have your book? Do you have your book for Lycos? You have your copy? Very good. First, first Corinth, Lycos means a lay person. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 28. Before I left, that's where we were studying Lycos. Which is, Lycos is a Greek word for a lay person. Lay. Okay? The word Lycos, I, I want to explain to those of you who are not here. Lycos means lay. Okay? You are, not, you, are, you are not trained. You are not certified. Like a lot of mothers are lay doctors. A lot of mothers have not been to medical school. But they are pediatricians. They are first class people. Talo, Motrin, Bath, Diwema. 
Imodium. But they have not been to medical school before. So they are lay doctors. Lay pediatricians. Hallelujah. So a lay person means somebody who is not certified or trained. And in the kingdom of God, God uses lay people to do his work. For God so loved the world. And if you are saving the whole world, you need lay. Because there are people in the world. Maria Alice, there are human beings in the world. On our way to Manila, we stopped in China, Shanghai. Human beings are what? Everywhere, Jesse, human beings. Say, I can see why they say China is the most populous country in the world. Every, you see, the, say, can the human beings be this many? Yeah. So, so, if you have not had an impact in China, you have not had an impact in the world. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to you. Because you see, a lot of us live in America and we think America is the world. America is not the world. Tell your neighbor, America is not the world. Joe, I mean, it's a fact. If you are human beings in the world, all over the place hallelujah so you cannot say you are affecting the world when you have not impacted China India, Malaysia then you have not impacted the world and the gospel has not impacted China so let us believe God that the gospel will penetrate China the gospel love the world because we actually met a missionary in China who is being kicked out by the government because of preaching we met him here. We spoke to him. Because you cannot preach openly in China. So let's pray for China. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, America is not the world. McDonald's is not the food of the world. If you want to ask the most popular food in the world, it's rice. Because the world is about 7 billion. And China is about almost 2 billion. So it means almost every one in ten person in the world is a Chinese. Therefore, the food they eat is the most popular food. It doesn't make sense. So the most popular food in the world is not hamburger. Or banku. It's rice. Let me continue preaching. Amen. So I'm talking about Lakos. Lay people. Hallelujah. And for God to reach the world, he needs everybody to be on, on board. That's why he uses lay people. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. Now, please listen to it carefully. And God had set some in the church. God had set some in the church. First, apostles. Number two, prophets. Number three, teachers. Number four, miracle works. Number five, gifts of healing. Number six, Book, you know, to understand how it helps. Number seven, cabinets. Number eight, down places. Hallelujah. God has set the place. So, the lay ministry, okay, the lay ministry, or someone who's not trained as a priest, working for God, you are basically a help. Hallelujah. 
So that is the ministry of helps. And you can help. I say you can help. It is also in the Bible. God has said, some people God have called them to help. Hallelujah. It talks about miracle. Some, some have the gift of miracle. You don't have the gift of miracle. You don't have the gift of miracle. As Bishop was preaching way up and down, effortlessly and, and cripples are rising. You don't have that. When was the last time you even healed a headache? But at least you, you have the, the ministry of help. I said the ministry of help. So you can help. Amen. So the lay ministry, okay, chapter 12 actually, is a ministry of help. It's a type of help ministry. So whatever you do in church, it's, my message is simple. Whatever you do in church, you, it is a way of helping. Hallelujah. So the guys at the back, they are not preaching. They are helping me. The guy who arranges is helping. The one who prayed before is helping. By the way, I need prayer warriors. I, talk, I spoke about it this morning. I need people, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. And I'm telling you what the Spirit told me. I need people to intercede for this service between 8.30 and 9.30. So if you are willing to pray for this service between 8.30 and 9.30 every Sunday morning here, come and see me after church. I need people to intercede. Amen. Not only people to arrange, we also need people to pray behind the scenes. I am challenging those of you who want to help with prayer. 8.30 and 9.30 every Sunday morning after church, come and see me. Can I get somebody who will do that? I say, can I get somebody who will do that? Yeah. Hallelujah. So help is also a ministry. And let me talk more about help. You see, help is... Are you awake? Are you listening to me? Help is defined by the recipient, not the giver. That's, that's the first thing I want you to know about help. Help is defined by the recipient, not the giver. It is the person who is receiving the help who can say that you are helping me. That's, that's, that's what people don't know about help. So you cannot do something for somebody and say, I'm helping you, when the person doesn't see it as help. So that's the first definition of help. In fact, the Greek meaning for the word help is, is from the book. Okay? The Greek word is antilepsis. Okay? Antilepsis. Which means to aid, to participate, to support, to relieve, and to assist. That's the Greek word meaning for the word help. Antilepsis. To aid. Everybody say to aid. To participate. To support. To relieve and to assist. And help is defined by the recipient. You see, that is, that is a cardinal definition of help. Help is not defined by the giver. So, if you move this place to this place, so, Reverend, I'm helping you because I've moved this here to here. And I don't need that. You can't say you are helping me. You can say you are helping me if I need somebody to move from here to here. Are you hearing me, church? Because a lot of people think that because they are doing something for somebody, they are helping. The person may not need it. So help is always defined by the recipient. Church, are you here with me? I say, are you here with me? 
Yeah. Help. Like I told Maxwell, I need you to be here to watch that door. And faithfully, 8 o'clock, he will sit there. He doesn't wait. He watches make sure that that place is secure. So he's helping me. If he's doing something else that I have not told him to do, he's not helping me. So help is always defined. So don't try to say that you are helping somebody when the person has not asked you to do it. That's what's my You don't even appreciate my help. I don't appreciate it because I didn't ask you to do it. <laughs> you don't appreciate my help. No, no. Let <laughs> me ask you. I did not ask you to do it. Help is defined by the recipient. Not the giver. Are you here with me, church? Like, for example, so, so, so the giver, the one who is receiving it, now tell them, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. For example, like even in, in our church setup, in North America, there's the apostle of the land is Apostle Joel. Okay? And all of us are helping him. From Apostle Joel, they have lay presidents. And they are there are four of lay presidents. I'm one of the lay presidents. Kojolis uh, is another lay president. Francis Buffett is another lay president. Tia Kubotek is another lay president. And our job is not what is. Apostle Joel asked me to. He asked me that this is the area I want you to help me. I cannot choose that I want to do this to help you. So he said, okay, look, I want you to handle the churches in the East Coast for me. So that's what I'm doing. Reverend is he handled the West Coast for me. Francis handled the listen for me. But Tiaku, he said, no, Tiaku, you are a lay president. I don't want you to handle people for me. I want you to help me with the software and the computers. So Tiaku is not even dealing with congregation. He's a lay president who is helping a person with the setup, the setup, because he needs somebody to help him with the setup, the computers, the network, the school. So do you understand what I'm saying? So it is the, it is the person who, who is the help, who defines the help, not you giving it. Can I, can I go into it more? I said, can you handle it? I said, can you handle it? Because what I'm about to say, some of you cannot handle it. Are you sure you can handle it? Because a lot of you are walking around, I'm helping, but my help is not appreciated. I'm helping, my help is not appreciated. No, you're not helping. And you don't appreciate my help. No, 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 your help is not appreciated. Because... What you are doing, I have not asked you to do it. You think you are doing something. Hallelujah. And this is where a lot of us feel unappreciated. I say, can you handle what I'm about to say? I say, can you handle what I'm about to say? I got you sure. Tell you about fasting your seatbelts. Fasting your seatbelts. Look. Antilepsis. When you read the Bible, the Bible says that God created Adam. And after God created Adam, he gave Adam a job to name this, to name that, call the elephant, elephant, call the cat, cat, call the dog, dog, and whatever Adam called it, so it was. Then God, one day was relaxing, so that look, Adam is alone. The way he's doing all the work by himself, 
Sometimes he gets depressed in the evening. So God said, I am going to make for Adam a helpmate. Is it coming? God is saying that he was going to make for Adam what? I said, I'm, please, I'm preaching Bible. I'm not preaching modern American doctrine. Should I preach Bible? I'm not preaching 20th century doctrine. I'm preaching what? What was the reason why Eve was created? I said, what was the reason why Eve was created? To help who? Was, was Eve created to help the lion? To help the tiger? He, she was created to help who? Ah, can you find that verse for me so that they will say that? And the Lord said, is it in the Bible? And the Lord said, it is not good that I will make for him a help. Antilepsis. For him. I am going to create somebody who will assist Adam. It's coming slowly. So the only reason for the existence of Eve is to help Adam. As you stay there. As you stay there. I just stay there. It means that if Adam did not, be, if Adam was all sufficient, then Eve would be unnecessary. Are you hearing me? So the, the only reason why God created this is the Bible is so that Adam will get help. And I am, and we are saying that help is defined by the recipient. So it means that for if to be of to for if to fulfill the purpose for which she was created, then she has to do what Adam wants her to do. It's not easy. Is it Bible? Yeah, I know that. It's not easy, but that's the truth. We struggle with it, but that's the truth. So it means that if Adam said that, for this week, I want you to cook and don't go to work. <laughs> what is the help I need? You can't say that, well, I'm also a woman, I'm educated, I went to school, I got to pay my... That's why I said, can you handle it? <laughs> this is Bible. So if Adam decides that, look, for this particular time of my life, I want you to stay home and take care of the children and don't go to work. That is the Bible. The church is quiet. Because all of you have been infected by the spirit of the world. That is why. <laughs> all of us. Look, there's some truth in the Bible. You can't handle it. That's one of the truths. But because we have been contaminated with the, the system, that is why when we hear things like this, we shake. But truly, truly, that's what the Bible says. So if Adam said that we are moving from America to 
Burkina Faso. If all that you have to do. created so who defines the help i said who defines the help so if adam says that we are moving from new jersey to burkina faso if adam says that we are moving from new jersey to gabon baby or no baby start parking content and infighting is because we are not being the if that we are supposed to be. So you, so that is why you say that, well, I'm helping but I'm not appreciated because that's not what he wants you to do. The church is quiet but I'm preaching the word of God. Yeah. Help. Antilepsis. So if Adam said, look, but we don't. Oh yeah, that's what it means. That's exactly what it means. If you go and check the Hebrew for the word wife, it means assistant, antilepsis. It's the same word. Hebrew. Hebrew. And it means the same word. The same word for assistant is the same word is used for a wife. This is the 20th century. This, please. A silver tried in the fence of the earth. The word of the Lord. You see, your culture, your education, where you live, does not change the word of God. Church is quiet, oh. Because they don't understand help. 
But that's the reason. So, 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 so it means that this year, Adam can say, I need you to work. Next year, Adam can say, no, I don't need you to work. The following year, Adam can say, look, based on A, B, and C, the help I need now is for you to travel. I am the Adam. This is the help I need. <laughs> but, but we are, we have, listen to me. You can't tell me what to do. Today this, tomorrow that. Why? Can't you help make up your mind? No, I can't make up my mind. This is what I need today. It doesn't mean that I need that tomorrow. Is it a good message? Is it Bible? Yeah. So don't say that, well, please make up your mind what you want me to do. I made up my mind. Today I wanted you to carry this. Tomorrow I want you to push this. I have made up my mind. Because the word is to assist, to aid. It's a deep truth, I'm telling you. That's why you have to pray about it before you choose your Adam. Hallelujah. Of course. Of course. It also means that. It also means that. As you are asking. that one. Because yes, it's you uh, see <laughs> yeah, as you have asked somebody as, as you have asked somebody to assist you must make the provision to assist. Because whom he calls he will equip. You cannot equip you cannot ask somebody to assist you when you have not equipped them to assist. scriptures wrong. Because as I'm preaching, and I'm very strong on it, the man is the head. The woman is supposed to assist. The Bible is very strong on it. Do you understand what I'm saying? But the Bible also comes, the, the Bible also talks about the, the man, the husband, which is a binder of the house. That's the original meaning. Somebody who keeps the house intact. So if you cannot keep the house intact, Bills are not paid. This are not done. This are not done. Then you are also quote unquote not the husband. Because the real definition of a husband is someone who can keep the home intact. So you are a man but not a husband. So don't live here. You like, heard what Reverend said. Whatever I want is what you do. You assist me. Fine, I will assist you, but please, Oga. <laughs> you see, you know, I'm preaching a good message to you because you see, because and, 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 it's the word of God. 
Because some of us are inherently rebellious. Even though your husband can provide everything, to, can give you the tools and equip you well, you are inherently rebellious. It's not that he, he cannot. But you have this rebellion in you. That meat, it's, it's, it's like, you, you see, the, the, the evil is that you see yourself as a competitor to your husband, not an assistant. And I'm preaching to you. You see yourself as you are competing with him. To the point that even when other people compliment him, you get angry. You think they should compliment you also. You see yourself as a competitor. And it's a woman like that. Let me preach. You see yourself as a competitor. Not that the guy cannot... Not, not, he cannot provide the basic help to you, but you see yourself as a competitor, and you have this independent mind because your auntie told you that a man is not a pillow that you should put your head on. <laughs> so I'm telling you. Let's continue. <laughs> Oh, it's all, it's all part of Lycos. Hell. So, so, so it means that I determine the type of help. If I'm the pastor of this church, then I determine the help I need from you. You don't tell me what you do for me. I say, Natasha, I need you to sing this praise that you are helping me. So you can say, oh, no, I won't sing. I'll go and do the projector. I don't need you. That's why I was using Maxwell. I told Maxwell, stay here. And to me, she's the most faithful helper. She stays there quietly and at the door. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here with me? Are you listening to the word of God? I believe the Holy Ghost is telling me. Because so, so, please allow me to preach. Someone, you see, the word is sharp. Some of you may need to change your attitude because you are inherently rebellious. You are inherently rebellious. You have a rebellious nature in you. Because, because you all along you grew up competing. So you don't know that in this role, your husband is not a competitor. That is why even when the man says, let the children go to school here, you say, no, they go to school here. Why? I want a child to go to this daycare. No, they should go. It's like everything. I speak by the spirit. And, and, see, and that attitude, you see, that competitive spirit will lead to unhappiness and agitation. That's why you're not happy. But if you will yield and submit, you have the peace that you have never had before in your life. Hallelujah. So, examples of helpers in the Bible. Okay? Numbers chapter 11, verse 16. Quickly. Numbers eleven sixteen. 
He said that, and the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people, and, of, and officers over them, and bring them to the commission of the temple, and they may stand with thee. Verse 17. And I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take the spirit which is upon thee. Not, God did not, God said, look, Moses, I'm going to give you helpers. Gather me seventy people, seventy elders, people who are known, and I, God, I will come. And when I come, I'm not bringing my spirit. I, God, when I come, I'm not bringing the spirit of Angel Gabriel. When I come, I'm not bringing the, the spirit of Ark Michael, uh, Michael. But when I come, I am going to take the spirit that is upon you, Moses, and put it upon them. Why did God not took any other spirit but the spirit upon Moses upon them? Because help is defined by the receiver. God wanted them to think like Moses, behave like Moses, Pray like Moses. You cannot do your own thing and say you are helping anybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So that is the help God gave Moses. People who have the same mind. God is not short of spirit. You could have brought any spirit upon them. But he understands help. Amen. Yeah, that they may help me. Another 70 helps was the, the, the 70 that Jesus Christ sent. When you read a book in Luke chapter 10. You see, Jesus was going to go to a city to preach. And I was like, he called the 70 and sent them ahead. And, and this thing the Lord, and after this thing the Lord appointed other 70 also. And send them two by two before his face into every city and place. Whether, whether he himself will come. Okay? Therefore, the place. he was about to go to the cities. So he called 70 people, prayed by them, and sent them two by two. Go and prepare the place where he is coming. He, before, he, before he goes there, he wants the people to go ahead. And that is the help he needs. Sometimes you see in, in, in ministry, in church, in evangelism, you need people to go ahead and prepare. That is why we need someone to come here. That's what I'm saying. I need people to come and pray before the service. That's the help I am asking for. So don't say, oh, Reverend, I'll pray, but I'll pray when, I'll, I'll come in when the service starts, then I'll go and pray. No, no, I don't need you to pray when the church is on. I need to pray before. That's why I'm asking, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm pleading. I need people to pray 8.30 to 9.30. Prepare. Bishop is going to have a healing Jesus crusade in Zimbabwe in a week. There's a team on the ground already. They are preparing the way. Because great things need ground preparation. We cannot achieve certain spiritual breakthroughs. When we all arrive at the same time, some people need to come here and break this atmosphere for one hour. So, if you want to help me, I'm asking you, that's what I need. And I saw it in the spirit that this place needs to be broken into every Sunday. Hallelujah. So, if you're interested, I'll be happy to have you. Amen. I'm just giving you examples of helpers. 
2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 16 to 18. 2 Timothy. Please, quickly. Paul, this is Paul speaking. This is the, the type of people who help Paul. Paul's helpers. The Lord give mercy. He said, the Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus. For he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out diligently and found me. Paul said, look, the Lord blessed this guy Onesiphorus. Okay? Because he was not ashamed of my place. Onesiphorus helped me. Paul calls Onesiphorus one of my helpers. Because this guy, and, and Paul said, may the Lord give him mercy. You see, that's another benefit when you help somebody. You will obtain mercy. I say, when you help, you obtain mercy. I say, when you help, you obtain mercy. The Lord give mercy unto the house of the son, for he oft refreshed me. Now, I'm talking about help. At that time, at that time, Paul didn't need anybody to preach. What he needed was somebody to refresh. So the, the, the help that on his first gift to Paul was to refresh him. Sometimes all that you need to do to help a man of God. So, Reverend, this is tea. And, and you see, not this is the tea because you want to give the tea, but the person wants tea. Because I'm This is what I can do. No, no, no. Paul says I was in chains. And this guy came to refresh me because I needed refreshment. And was not ashamed. I can stay on this for a long time. You see, you cannot help somebody when you are ashamed of the person. You are ashamed. How can you say that you are somebody's assistant when you refuse to identify with that person? You see, some assistant, you see, if you read Saki's book, a bad assistant is the one who wants to look good than his master. Yeah, I'm preaching to you. That's a bad assistant. You always want to look like you are the good one. It's your boss who is some way. That's a bad assistant. Yeah. A bad assistant. That is why even when Donald Trump had all his problems, when they interviewed the vice president, Thanks. I mean, if you find a way of going around that thing. Because you cannot condemn your leader. If you are a good assistant, you must stand with him. So, those of you who want to look good than your boss or your you see, you are a bad person. It's me, he's the problem. He's the problem. We are all okay. You are bad. That is the spirit of Absalom who went to sit at the city gate and said that David is a Balkan. He doesn't want to judge. And that he tried to steal the heart of the people. So my sisters always want to look like the senior pastor is the difficult one. We are the nice ones. We don't need such assistance. You are a bad one. I'm preaching to you. That's a bad assistant. That was Absalom. Paul said he was not ashamed. He was not ashamed of my chains. Yeah. Is somebody hearing me? 
So once again, I can even shift it to marriage. Some wives want to look better than their husbands. Oh, it's him. Maybe you know I will have kept you in the house. It's him. You always want people to know that your husband is the bad one. You are the good one. I'm preaching to you. I'm talking to you directly. I'm dialing your number. Pick it up. You always want people to know that you dear, you are a good woman. It's your husband who is bad. You are a bad wife. Ask the woman, are you the one? Are you the one? You're a bad wife. a good wife, you will even defend your husband when he does something wrong. I am preaching. I say, if you are good, you will even defend him when he does something wrong. But this is your wife. Always wanting to portray that your husband is the evil one and the wicked one and you are the good one. You are a bad wife. Nobody needs a wife like that. Assistant. One of one of the way, things that we all admire about Bishop Saki is that you can never say anything bad about Bishop Dak in his presence. He will fight you himself. Yeah. May God give you the spirit of a good assistant. I pray. I say, may God give you the spirit of a good assistant. You see, that's what that's what Paul said. The Lord did mercy. Onesiphorus. You keep on let you see that is why some people don't have mercy, they're always into trouble. You see, because you don't show you're not a good assistant. Moving on. Hallelujah. Yeah. Romans chapter 16, verse 3. Romans 16, 3. Another help. I'm talking about uh, people who help Paul. I've talked about Onesiphorus. Another guy. And for this, I actually know a guy, a couple. Paul said that, greet Priscilla and Aquila. My what? My what? My helpers in what? Paul was writing a letter. He said, greet this, this couple. Priscilla and Aquila. Greet them. Send them a greet. My helpers. My. Is it, I'm talking about, once again, I'm talking about help. Help is mine. Help is. That's why I said that it is defined by the recipient. Hallelujah. Paul said, these people are my helpers. Priscilla and Aquila. Great to them. Now, who, were, who, who was or who were? I don't know which one is right. Who were? Not who was this couple. It's who were this couple. I've lived in America enough that my English is getting bad. I was go- we was going... Who was going down the road instead of we were going? So, who were is the correct one, right? No, okay. God have mercy on us, our language. So, who were this couple? Aquila and Priscilla. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 18, verse 1. Why did Paul? Acts chapter 18, verse 1. After these things, 
Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth, let's read, and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born of Pontus, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all the Jews to buy from Rome and came unto them. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought for by their occupation, they were tent makers. So who were this couple? The first thing we can say, the first help they offered Paul, the first help was to host him. Accommodation. Because when Paul went there, he needed accommodation. They opened their house to Paul. Say, Paul, come and stay here. We are tent makers. You are also a tent maker. Come and stay here. So that you do tent in the day, go to church at night. So the first, say, my helpers, the first help they open as accommodation. Some of the one of the ways you can help somebody is to open your house. Some of you, you are too stingy. The message on you. I've come fully, I've interacted with the bishop with full anointing. I am anointed as I ever before. And I'm telling you that you don't open your house at all. You are too stingy. Ah, yes, a brother has come up the boat from Gabon. He's struggling. Just give him something to stay for a month or two. Some of you wives, two of the wives. Your husband's relative has come. Well, how long is he going to stay? Please. I should stay there. How long is he going to stay? You know, we don't fit in the house. Me to my relative need to come. Since when do you come one to one? Open your heart. Open your heart. Be hospitable. You can help the church of God by opening your heart to receive somebody. Preaching to you. The sermon is deep. Like us. Yeah. to anybody. Even Thanksgiving. Why don't you invite somebody to come eat? Ask your neighbor. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let's continue. I have to finish preaching. Man, the time is going. I'm talking about Aquila and Priscilla. Go to the same Acts. Let's go to verse 18. Verse 18. Listen, and Paul, after this, tarried there yet a good while. He stayed with them and then took leave of his brethren and sailed, and, and took leave of his brethren and sailed us into Syria. And with him, Priscilla and Aquila. Who again? And this time, what help did they offer Paul? They helped Paul in traveling. Sometimes the help that the pastor needs is someone to travel with him. That is why every time I'm traveling, I call Bongo. In that way, he helps me. 
because I'm going to minister. I said, Bongo, let's go. It doesn't matter where Bongo said, right, Charlie, they come. Boom. That's the help I need. That's Bongo, man. <laughs> yeah. Every time I call him, ask him. Maryland, they say, where they go? Because that's the help I need. I'm going to have a convention. I need to pray. I cannot be stressed with the road. So I call him. That is help. So if I cannot call you to pick me, Thank you. Then you're not help. Man, that's what the church needs. That's what Paul said. I am going. I need somebody to accompany me. Sometimes a man of God, a pastor, needs somebody just to accompany him. But you have made yourself this big man. I'm even afraid to ask him. Hey, who bore me by mistake to ask you? May God forgive you of your sins. You say amen to that too. Yeah. I call Bongo, I call Bongo every time. Ask him. Where is that? I call him. No, he said, come. Hallelujah. Are you getting the, the scriptures? Are you seeing Paul, uh, Aquila and Priscilla? I said, how they help Paul? The same verse. Let's go to 24. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at, at Alexandra, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. Look, look at Apollos' credential. Apollos had the credential. Eloquent and mighty in the scriptures. He came to Ephesus. That's, his, that's the credentials of Apollos. Let's continue. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord. Knowing only, the word is only the baptism of John. He was powerful. He was eloquent. He was wild. But all that he knew was only about the baptism of John. He had no idea about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Powerful, but limited. So let's continue. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom, when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Aquila and Priscilla. I say Aquila and Priscilla. Another way you can help, all you can do is to teach. So sometimes the help I need is Michael. Teach these people. So when you are being asked to teach, don't say, no, I don't want to teach. I want to sing. No, I need you to teach. Here, they, here they help Paul in teaching. Because these two guys, this guy Apollos, did not know the Holy Spirit. He only knew the baptism of John. So Aquila and Priscilla brought him and taught him. Later on, this Apollos guy, he became very mighty. At the point, Paul left the church for him. I have planted. 
and Apollos have watered. This is the guy. But if, if there was no Aquila and Priscilla, how will he have come there? Some people come and you don't teach them. You don't instruct them. You have been in the church for this many years. You cannot have an area fellowship and teach. Abba! How many sermons have you had me preach? Why can't you teach somebody? I'm preaching. You know all my messages and all my jokes. And you still don't want to teach anybody. If Aquila and Priscilla have not taught Apollos, yeah, you like this message. Yeah. Some of you have been here too long. By now, you should be teaching. Maybe I should draw a, pre- a preaching roster. You by now, you should come and preach. No, what I'm saying is, you can help. I'm talking about. You see, I'm, I'm showing examples of help. Have you seen? In one breath, they were teaching. So you can help. You can be, you can work for God by teaching. And I say shepherds, area fellowship ministries, you can teach. You can teach. You can teach. You know enough to teach. Don't say I don't know enough. They help with teaching. Aquila and Priscilla. Are we enjoying Aquila and Priscilla? You see what Paul calling my helpers? You can teach. First Corinthians sixteen nineteen. Everything's in the Bible. First Corinthians sixteen nineteen. Sixteen nineteen nineteen nineteen. Two, two six. The, Paul again. The churches of Asia salute you. Who again? Are you who again? I said who again? He said Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord. With the church that is where. With the church that is where. I said with the church that is where. Is the church that is where. So have you seen that? When I tell you to host an area fellowship in your house, I'm asking you to be like Aquila and Priscilla. And why do you fight me? Maybe the help we need now is to have a a branch of the church in your house. Are you hearing me? Like I asked Felicia, that where we are now, our schedule is placed tough. The place is, I mean, um, uh, it's not easily available. So I want to have the choir rehearsal in your house. And she gladly accepted and hosted and is hosting the choir rehearsal in that because that's the help we need now. Maybe a year from now, we may not need that help. We may have our own place. But now, that's the help we need now. So that is Aquila and Priscilla. So when I say that, okay, I need to have one prayer meeting in your house. Well, you know, I don't want anybody to disturb me. I just put a new carpet on the floor. I don't know. Now. Is the Holy Ghost speaking to you? I say, is the Holy Ghost speaking to you? Let me tell you something. The help is defined by the recipient. 
Hallelujah. Sometimes the help that God, the church needs for you to give your money. And that's what you should do. One of our, one of our dear sisters, very well, highly paid, she called Reverend Lissy recently. That Reverend Lissy, you know, the way I've been listening to them, I, can, I feel moved to go on missions. I want to go as a missionary. Reverend said, no, no, no. We don't need you as a missionary. We need your money. That's <laughs> Now the help we need from you. <laughs> I, I, he was very honest. He said, "As of now, what we are doing now, we don't need you as a missionary. What we need is your paycheck." <laughs> and when I told uh, Sister Mamre, they all agreed. Oh yeah, for for now. So some of you maybe I don't even need you to your house. What I need, the help we need now is your money. You are the money you won't give. The prayer you won't pray. The house you won't open. Every day you are sitting there. What, what is your use? <laughs> Listen. There is a ministry of helps. And God is calling us to help. Amen. And as I can see, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Hallelujah. So, 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 so even if you're obedient to the word, what you should rather do is like what the two jealous said. After they saw Paul, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? The next thing you should do after a message like this, a reverend, after church, what can I do to help you? That should be your response. Reverend, what can I do to help you? And let me tell you, I need this area. I need help in this area. I need help in this area. That's the next thing you should do. Reverend, what can I do? To help you. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's, that's, that should be your response. What can I do? And some of you, honestly, if you come to me, what can I do? I'll tell you, look, do your job. Bring the money. <laughs> that's the help we need from you right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. And some I'll tell you, pray. Some I'll tell you, witness. Some I'll tell you, look, we need teachers. Some I'll tell you we need instrumentalists. What can I do? It's a blessing to serve God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Look. My message for you is that there's a ministry called helps. And it is a privilege to serve God. It is a privilege to help. Yeah. I mean, Doris, if you come to me, I'm telling you. If you come to me, I'll tell you. I still, the same thing I want to do is what I want to do. And you know it. I won't change my mind. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. When God calls, when, when God gives you an opportunity to help, he has given you an opportunity to be blessed. I say, when God gives you an opportunity to help, he has given you an opportunity to be blessed. Job 36, 11. Job 36, 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. If they serve, if they serve, if they serve him, 
if they serve him. God said, if you obey and serve me. If you obey and serve me. If you obey what I am preaching to you this afternoon and serve him, you shall spend your days in prosperity. And this is the Bible. You shall spend your days and your years in pleasure. If you only obey and serve him. And this morning, God is saying that open up your heart. Open up your house. Ask what you can do for my house. And I will and serve me in that capacity. Not what you want to do, but serve me in what is needed in my house. Once you serve me in that capacity, which is obeying and serve me in that capacity, you shall live your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. God has spoken. And let the church say, stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let the church say, God has spoken. God has spoken. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. For God has spoken. So let the church say amen. Let the church. Let the church say God has spoken. If you obey and serve me, for God has spoken, oh God. The Holy Spirit has spoken to you this morning. The Spirit of God has prompted you. He has reminded you what He wants to do. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If you will obey and serve me, if you will obey and serve me, if you will obey and serve me and serve me, if you obey and serve me, you will have your you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Oh, it's an opportunity, it's a blessing of God. What can I do for God? every eye closed this morning and every head bowed. You are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? It is appointed unto man once to die and after that judgment. This afternoon, I want to give you an opportunity to have a better place. A better place in eternity. And even a better life on earth. Even a better life on earth. For he said, the thief cometh not, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that you may have life more abundantly. This morning, there's room at the cross for you. So if you are here and you are not saved, you are not born again, I want to promise you a better future. 
I want to offer you a better future. I want to offer you a better life. A life of God in Christ. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, you want to give your life to God. You want to be born again. You want to know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I'm serious. I'm really serious. You cannot be here not born again. You cannot be here not born again. You want to be 100% sure. There is always room. 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 Most Heavenly Father, we thank you this afternoon for an opportunity to hear your word. Thank you for all that is here that are saved. I pray that our salvation should not only remain at where it is. But Father, we will, we will try and serve you as much as we can so that our days will be in prosperity and our years in pleasure. May we do our best for you while it is day. For the night cometh when we can do no more. So whilst we have day, may we do our best. In Jesus' name I pray. And let the church say amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. Thank you. You want to bring the first the best? We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com.